The Big Story from The Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. This is The Big Story with me, Olivia Quay. Remember to subscribe to The Straits Times channel so you never miss an episode. Setting out a roadmap for the next decade and beyond, Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong launching a year-long exercise known as Forward Singapore. It's a collective effort led by DPM Wong and his 4G leadership team to refresh Singapore's social compact, which is the understanding between the government and the people on the roles and responsibilities each plays. DPM Wong will oversee the Forward Singapore exercise with 4G leaders heading each of these six pillars. Empower, economy and jobs will be led by Manpower Minister Tan Si Ling, Equipped Education and Lifelong Learning by Education Minister Tan, Chan Chun Singh, Care, Health and Social Support by Health Minister Ong Yi Kang, Build, Home and Living Environment by National Development Minister Desmond Lee, Steward, Environmental and Fiscal Sustainability by Sustainability and Environment Minister Grace Fu, and Unite, Singapore Identity by Culture, Community and Youth Minister Edwin Tong. Meanwhile, Singaporeans are encouraged to step forward with their ideas and views and work with the government on building a fairer and more inclusive society with opportunities for all. Details of upcoming engagements will be available on the website forwardsingapore.sg. Here to take this further is opinion editor Grace Ho. Grace, how is this similar or different from past national conversations about Singapore's social compact? Well, first, uh, it's, it's similar in the sense that, like previous exercises, it took place at a time of economic or political challenges, and also not long before or after critical general elections. And in the minds of the public, they tend to be associated with different generations of leaders. So looking at Forward Singapore, it's led by Mr. Wong and his 4G team. And you know we have this backdrop of freeing social compacts around the world, uh, high level of volatility and a protracted conflict in Ukraine, which you know, has effects have bled over to the rest of the world. And if you look at some of the previous exercises, you know, there were they were associated with leadership changes as well. Um, you know, the phrase next lap was coined when Mr. Goshek Tong was sworn in as PM in 1990. And then um, the more recent exercises, there was our Singapore conversation, which came after a pretty bruising 2011 general election, and followed by Singapore Together, uh, which took on a lot more salience during COVID-19 just two years ago. And second, each of these exercises has a roughly similar form, although they may have some variance in their scope and substance. So they ultimately, what I mean is that they converge on fairly conventional sectors, right? So we look at housing, education, manpower, and healthcare. And every exercise invariably looks at some aspects or all of these aspects. So it's not the sectors themselves that have changed, um, but it's the specific issues to each sector and the public's expectations of each of them that continue to evolve. Um, in terms of the difference, I would say that in contrast to previous exercises, the latest few exercises from our Singapore, our, our Singapore conversation to Port Singapore have tried to tap the collective wisdom of a larger and more varied group of Singaporeans. And the idea is to kind of devolve that action and the governance you know, beyond the usual top-down committees. Um, there is also a, a shift in the quality of the tone of the conversation. So by this, I mean an explicit acknowledgement you know, that all this talk of empowerment and action is useless unless people's anxieties and the structural constraints they face uh, are addressed. So in Mr. Wong's uh, speech, you know, he devotes a considerable chunk of it to the struggles of students who feel pigeonholed, 
um, the anxieties of graduates and older workers, you know, over housing, job security. And he even talked about how we know in our guts it cannot be business as usual. The exercise will be organised along six pillars in areas like jobs, housing and health, which you also mentioned. But do you think the six are comprehensive enough for the times that we're in right now? Right, yes. Uh, so the current exercise is organised along these six pillars. You know, um, we're touching on things like economy, education, lifelong learning, health, living environment, fiscal sustainability and a national identity. But it wasn't too long ago that SG Together also looked at some of these areas. Um, and I think the elephant in the room is really representation. And this is a similar point that came up, you know, with our Singapore conversation as well. Um, you know, so things like, for example, our voluntary welfare organizations and grassroots associations considered more acceptable than more activist civil society groups that advocate for specific interests, right? And if interest groups have are supposedly having more opportunities to bring about change. Um, you know, are issues such as the environment and social inequality are perennially deemed more perhaps constructive than the more contentious issues like LGBTQ rights? Well, the exercise will conclude in a year's time with a report to be published in mid-2023. What happens from there, Grace? Policy changes, perhaps? Yes, that's right. So with the publication of the report, there's usually policy changes, as with other reports. Um, usually there's a roadmap where some of these changes are implemented um, and you know perhaps also marking some of the shifts in the way policy is conducted you know based on this heavy emphasis on renewed social uh, compacts and contracts but it's still early days and we do need to have better sight of how these conversations are being held with whom they're being held and exactly what is being discussed well, many thanks to our opinion editor grace ho